Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to Millennial Love, the love, dating, sex and relationships podcast from The Independent. I'm Rachel Hosey, the Lifestyle Team's Acting Assistant Lifestyle Editor. I'm Olivia Petter, Lifestyle Writer. And we are very excited to be back with more gossip to chat about. How's your week been, Olivia? My week's been good. It's been pretty uneventful. Um, I obviously didn't do anything this weekend even though it was Halloween and I should have been at loads of fancy dress parties I just couldn't be bothered this year so I didn't go well we did uh, we did discuss in episode one I believe when we discussed cuffing season that is a lot of importance placed on one's Halloween costume I know but the costume that I had in mind I don't think would have helped me very much I really wanted to go as the girl from that viral BBC video the little girl in yellow yeah Marion um, when that guy was presenting um, on BBC about North Korea yeah, and then his daughter so stumbled into the room <laughs> and she was dressed head to toe in yellow with like glasses and her hair in little... With, like a lollipop? Of, yeah. I, I think you would have got points for wit though. And it, you Yeah, know, That would have true. attracted the right type of guy. That's so true. Maybe, maybe that's what I've been doing wrong all these years. <laughs> Error. Error. Yeah. What about you? Oh, uh, you know, I went to a, a German-themed party which I'm now wondering, was it cultural appropriation? I'm hoping not. <laughs> um, and then today, because, um, yeah, for Halloween, I got sent a ghosting survival kit complete with Grow Your Own Boyfriend. So that's where I'm at. Nice. What What does the Grow Your Own Boyfriend kit give you? I haven't really looked into it. There seems to be a small man. and <laughs> What I every girl wants, a small, <laughs> small blow-up man. It <laughs> But yes, in interesting news, though, we discovered this week that winter flings with your office colleagues are... No, wait, let me express this better. (laughs) In the winter, flings with office colleagues are much more common. This is a study that's found that um, workplace relationships are much more common in winter and autumn. And two thirds of office workers say their romance started during the winter months. This has actually come out with some really interesting um, stats. It says that 45% of the people questioned, and there were 2,000 people questioned, this wasn't literally just like 100 people, said that they dated a co-worker at some point in their lives. That's nearly half of people having dated a co-worker. Now that strikes me as really high. It's also just quite, it's putting quite a lot at risk, you know, like I, I obviously it differs in company to company, but surely there are rules about that kind of stuff. I think it maybe depends how closely you work with someone. If they're like literally on your team and you are working with them every day, or if they're like in a completely different department and you actually have nothing to do with them. Well, I think certainly in terms of like how you handle it, that obviously plays a big part because it would just be so awkward if you date someone on your team or that you work with every day and then it goes to shit and then you have to see them. Can I say that? 
I think it would. Uh, <laughs> said it now. said it, nothing I can do. Um, it's going to have an explicit label on. <laughs> <laughs> um, because then otherwise, you know, if you don't work with them every day, then I guess it doesn't really matter. I, th- I, I feel like why should it matter? And I, you know, considering you spend all day, every day, well, five days a week at work you're spending a lot of time with these people i i you i kind of understand yeah why it happens you probably you spend more time with your colleagues than your friends or family to be honest yeah you get to know them better you see them day in day out it's kind of like when you're back at school like you you are surrounded by the same group of people every day you often eat lunch together it's like that with friends as well though i feel like you know you I, maybe it depends where you work. Obviously, we're the best of friends because we work <laughs> together every day. I mean, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> You're my best friend. <laughs> Be my friend. <laughs> um, but then if your colleague leaves, then you just have nothing to do with them anymore. Very yeah. sad. Well, not as hopefully not nothing to do with them. But um, yeah, so this study also said that over a quarter of bosses say they would prefer their staff not to date each other which is potentially not surprising. I mean, that makes sense. If I was running a company, I'd probably say I don't want my whole company running around shagging each other. I mean, from a professional point of view, yes. For, uh, ooh, gossip, then potentially you'd be like, yeah, everyone get together, mistletoe. That's true. But, you know, to be productive, that would possibly (laughs) not be wise. Which is interesting because... um, more than 30% of first kisses between colleagues take place at the Christmas party. I mean, that doesn't surprise me because that's the one occasion every year where it's like expected that everyone in the office goes and gets drunk together. That's where it always happens yeah. when you get drunk together. The thing is, it's interesting. There's dating a colleague or there's just... Hooking up with a colleague. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. And there is definitely a difference there. mm I agree. I reckon the latter is more common. The thing is, I know so many people who have met their significant others at work. Or Really? Yeah. Like my parents met at work. I think a lot of people in our parents' generation actually would have met each other at work. Maybe they didn't go out anywhere else. But also, you know, they didn't have dating apps. They didn't have online dating, that kind of thing. One of my friends actually met her boyfriend at work, but he um, and they got together at the work Christmas party. Classic. Very stereotypical. He was older. He was actually in a long term relationship at the time. Ooh. And I think another interesting stat from the study was that one in five of the people who had got together at work were in married relationships. Ooh. So there is kind of a boundary there because obviously like you said you spend so much time with the people you work with more than you would with your spouse or long-term partner if they don't work with you so it can it can be conceivable why people would start workplace relationships yeah I mean that is that is bad but it like it makes me think of love actually you know at the Christmas party at that um, gallery with all the Santa hats on the boobs and he goes, they're not funny, they're art. Yeah. And then, but then there's that awful woman. What is even her name? I see the, I watched the film like five times. I year. don't know. She's got the like awful a, a black one. bob. Yeah. And she's flirting with Alan yeah. Rickman. And she, oh, and she's awful. She's yeah. so forward. And then, oh, and he goes, you look really pretty. And then she goes, <laughs> it's for you. It's yeah. all for you. And here's Emma 
her what's her face his wife is right Thompson. there I know so sad I know I mean, and then he buys her a necklace the whole thing's so heartbreaking it's the worst part of love actually it <laughs> breaks oh, my heart every time oh I know so painful it's as festive as I get by the <laughs> way Rachel has a real thing about me not liking Christmas it's weird why doesn't she like Christmas I really can't stand it we are it. polar opposites Rachel's convinced <laughs> to make me love it as I stare at her wearing a sequin jumper <laughs> and this morning when I walked to work wearing like three things of velvet she the first thing she said to me was oh my gosh Olivia you're so festive today look at you wearing your velvet I mean like I have like a Christmas bow on my computer screen already and today I've eaten a mince pie croissant and an array of Christmas sandwiches and um I have no shame but I would also just like to clarify velvet has nothing to do with Christmas well, sparkle is also for life not just for Christmas <laughs> We've digressed a little bit. Weird. But um, (laughs) to link this back, I will almost definitely be wearing something sparkly to the Christmas party again. Shock. Anyway, so as we've established, married partners, not so great hooking up with their colleagues. But it happens. Yeah, evidently. (laughs) Which brings us on to the second topic we want to discuss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Today, which is, what constitutes cheating? Because I feel there is a quite a lot of disagreement on this. So there was a study that came out in June this year that said that 20% of men wouldn't think that passionately kissing in inverted commas counts snogging. as cheating. Snogging counts as cheating. I mean, it handy p is. It obviously is. Absolutely is. But but twenty percent of men didn't think that it did. Whoa. And and I think it was something like forty five percent of women aged between sixteen to twenty four thought that just flirting was cheating. Oh. Mm, no. Which I think is a bit over the top. What do you, what do you think? What is cheating? I think it really much depends on what, what the situation is. I think I think there are some obvious things like sleeping with someone, like mm-hmm. passionately kissing someone. I think that I do think that's cheating. I think obviously there are more there are degrees of severity and obviously you a, a relationship is probably more beyond the point of repair at the you know, at the more severe end of the spectrum when sex is involved. But when it's just a kiss or when it's maybe, I don't know, flirting over message. I mean, all of it's inappropriate, but I don't know if some flirtatious 
text messages and exchanges count necessarily as cheating yeah I agree I think anything physical is a hundred percent cheating um I agree and you know but then you could even question that and you say like obviously snogging is cheating and anything more than that is obviously cheating but then if a man you know puts his hand on a woman's leg in a flirtatious way or Mm. you know you know something like that which I mean if it's if he's trying to be flirty, is it is it cheating? It, well, it could be harassment, but that's another le- thing. Some people um, are just tactile as well. Yeah, and but then I do think that it's harder to quantify if it's something like flirtatious messages or you know just being a bit. And if it's sneaky as well, if it's like behind the other person's back. So if you kind of purposely purposefully conceal the fact that you've been messaging this person then clearly there is you know you're doing something wrong the thing is i think a lot of people would argue that actually worse than their partner you know snogging or sleeping with someone else is if it's actually you know what they say like an affair of the heart an emotional affair or something if you actually have feelings for someone else even if you haven't acted upon them yeah that's still i do actually think that's like that's known as kind of emotional infidelity Mm. and i think if you know because you could essentially be in love with someone but not have acted upon it that's that's absolutely cheating even though it doesn't necessarily make sense in pragmatic terms of the word if you're going to sleep every night thinking about someone other than your partner I was discussing this with my flatmate recently and um she was saying that one of her friends in a long-term relationship had a crush on I think it may actually have been a colleague funnily enough (laughs) and um I was saying, well, surely that's not great. That doesn't, that doesn't, that sounds like everything's not right in her relationship if she fancies and has a crush on someone else. And she was like, no, it's totally fine. Of course you can have, still have crushes if you're in a long-term relationship. I think, yeah, I know. I I would agree with her. I think, of course you can. You're gonna, just because you're with someone doesn't mean you're not gonna ever feel attracted to someone else. I think, I think it's a difference between, you know, obviously you can appreciate other people are attractive, but you know, like a crush when it's like you get all fizzy and think about them all the time and you feel like a 14-year-old again. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. He looks so guilty right now. <laughs> Who do uh, you have crushes on, Rachel? <laughs> no one. <laughs> move on, move on. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it just it just depends if you act on said crush or attraction. And yeah, I think maybe if if the attraction extends beyond just you like the way that they look there's maybe something more to it and and then it's it's not it, again I don't think it's cheating I just think it's inappropriate I think another really interesting thing is in but in with heterosexual couples a lot of guys don't have any issues with their girlfriends sort of drunkenly snogging girlfriends is that a thing well what <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They wouldn't. They wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I'm like. I've discussed this. Like, you know. Like, I think girls often sort of, kind of drunkenly kiss their friends, like their girlfriends, yeah. whether they're single or not, and it never really means anything. It's just kind of like an expression of love for your girlfriends, and mm. you're just all a bit drunk, and it happens. Whereas I don't. It, as far as I can tell, it like boys don't just accidentally drunkenly kiss their guy friends um mm. and i know that you know some of my guy friends have said before that they 
don't really care if they're that if their girls just kiss on like their girlfriends. But that then again, I think a lot of heterosexual guys actually kind of like that idea. Yeah, but regardless of that, why why would they care if their girlfriends kissed their friends? But then like, you could just argue in a platonic, that... like in a platonic way, it's not sexual. They're clear if they're if they're heterosexual women, like why would that bother them? Well, you know? I mean, it's kind of it's a bit maybe strange, but it's not necessarily. But then they still have issues with the girl, if the girl was to kiss a, one of her male friends because you know she could I mean? she could be sexually attracted to him. But I mean, we could argue that sexuality is on a scale anyway. You know, it's not necessarily like yeah. you're straight, you're gay. It's on a scale. Yeah, that's true. But if the if the girl in question has never previously had any sort of relationship, any homosexual relationship, but has had heterosexual relationships, mm. it's understandable why the guy would be more grated by the fact that she had kissed a boy. True. You see what I mean? Yeah, very true. I guess, I don't know if this is something that people sort of, I doubt it's something that couples sort of discuss, like mm. what is cheating, what are our boundaries, what are our lines? As two single gals, it's hard to speculate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we should have got someone else. Not in. exactly talking from experience. <laughs> no. <laughs> One thing we do have experience of, however, is the murky world of dating apps. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so one thing I was writing about earlier this week is the phrases that people put in their dating app profiles that are, you know, absolute no-nos, big turn-offs, because there was this big discussion online where people were sharing what um, the worst ones considered to be. And up there at the top was one which I do agree with as being awful, and it is, I made this account as a joke. I made this account as a joke. I mean, I've actually never seen that. Have you seen I've, that? I've before? seen it. You have. I've seen it. And I'm just a bit like, it's insulting to everyone on the app. Yeah. It's like, but also, what's the point of being on there if you're just going to make fun of it? Or it's people who, I think it's the same sort of people who say, like, willing to lie about how we met. It's like, mate, don't go on the app if you're ashamed of being on it. Yeah, absolutely. Also, so many people meet each other on these apps now. I know. So many people get married, get in long-term relationships. Yeah. Like, there's actually no stigma. It's almost, I feel like it's actually almost more of, like, a given if someone is single and in their 20s, they're going to be on Tinder or Bumble or probably both. Yeah, it's so common. There, It's definitely not a taboo thing anymore. So yeah. that doesn't make much sense to me that people are putting that on their profiles. Also, there are just so many other more interest, like more interesting things you could say to make yourself seem swipeable. <laughs> swipeable, right swipeable. Right swipeable, yeah, that's swipeable. true. Not <laughs> okay, so what are your turn-offs? I find it, I know people always say that this is necessary, but I find it really strange when boys put their height on their profile. I get that maybe tall boys want to show off that they're so tall. <laughs> and obviously you can't tell how tall someone is in a photograph, really. And they say that a lot of women ask for it. But I just think it makes the whole thing a bit biological. And it's like, I have brown hair. I am six foot two. I have very good management skills. And it just, it you know, it's not a LinkedIn profile. You're not, it's all a bit too kind of detailed. I just think, tell a joke or... I don't know, do something a bit funnier. Than you know what I think is really interesting is how guys go about saying their height. I, I, I kind of don't really like it when they go six foot two as apparently that matters or like six foot two because apparently all you ladies care Your about voice. that. Your voice! 
that, that, that was me being a man. Was, was, it not was, that, was that not convincing? <laughs> did, did, did you not believe me? No, that was, was my very, alter was ego, Richard. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to disagree with you here, though, a bit. Um, I am a tall lady. I'm not, you know, you know, extremely tall like you'll stare at me as I walk down the street. Um, however... How tall are you? Five foot nine. Okay. So, you know. You are tall. Thank you very much. I will take that as a compliment. (laughs) Um, And so I, you know, I don't, you know, if I meet, I'm not like obsessed with height, but but it is a factor. You wouldn't go for a guy shorter than you. I don't ideally want to date someone shorter than me. Of course, at the end of the day, who you fall for can't be helped. And if you fall for someone for their sparkling personality, et cetera, many other things, and they happen to be shorter than you, so be it. However... You know, when you think of what ideally you're looking for, I'm looking for someone taller than me. I mean, it's just, you know, it's a, it's something that's ingrained in us, just, to be honest. Just taller than you or you want someone tall, period? Ideally tall. Ideally tall. Because I want to wear heels and yeah, still yeah, yeah. and and still someone be taller than me because that is the image that society's ingrained in us. But is it more about you want the boy to be taller? I'm only asking because I, I, I'm like, I don't care. The reason why I like tall guys is not necessarily because they're taller than me. Although that's not difficult because I'm only five foot six. <laughs> but it's just because I prefer taller guys. Do you see what but I mean? Why? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this is a whole other issue. Maybe we should devote another podcast to. I just don't. I just feel like I don't need to know about your height on your Tinder profile. There well, that's because so... you know they're like always going to be taller than you. Yeah, I guess so. So because sometimes guys have in their bio like five foot eight and I'm a bit like, oh, oh. Not really sure what to do now. If you're five foot eight, why would you tell people that you're five? No, but I think they do because they kind of want to put it up front, like BTW. I've had guys before when they haven't, um, they haven't put their height in their bio. Then we've been chatting. I would never ask. I never ask a guy like, "How tall are you?" Yeah. And then sometimes they go, "Oh, by the way, in case it's an issue, I'm only five foot ten. And I'm like, "Mate, it's okay." But like, it's clear that that a lot of people think that is so awkward, isn't it? I know. I know. It's really interesting, but. I what I don't like is as well and I, I've heard of women doing this saying like those under six foot need not apply and I'm like oh so arrogant so they put, what women put that in their exactly bios. yeah that's not exactly okay. but what I also find it I don't really like it when guys are like looking for a petite girl like jog on mate yeah don't, I think as soon as someone starts putting aesthetic preferences in their tender bio yeah. is game yeah. over that's just not a good route to go down yeah i don't like list of demands of any kind yeah i really dislike yeah if it's like you know something so, an interest in house music is, is a must i don't know maybe it's they're just like literally saving you time for later down the line when you reveal that you only like pop yeah you need to sort of strike the right balance between telling someone about yourself without making it seem like a personal statement or like a CV. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you want to tell someone. So if you're funny, you want someone to know that you're funny, but you don't just want to say. I'm really funny. I'm really funny, by the way. Like I have such good jokes. (laughs) Tell a joke if you're so funny. It's like what they say in a job interview. Like, don't tell me that you're a good team player. Show me. Show me an example. But the same applies with dating apps. Don't just say that you're really sporty and you love reading and you love going to the opera and blah, 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 blah. So boring. Just like give an example or I don't know. What also annoys me is a blank bio. I'm like, put some effort in. That's just lazy. Put some effort in. And then, because especially on Bumble, where the woman has to start the conversation, often it gives you something to go on, Mm. something to actually ask them about. And then you don't have to do like a standard opener. How do you feel about emojis? 
I'm a fan. I knew you'd be a fan. Of course I'm a fan. <laughs> and I don't like it when guys are like snobby about emojis. I love an emoji. I have emojis in my Bumble bio. Well, I was about, my next question was, what is your what is your bio? Oh, I mean, I'm not going to get my phone out right now, but it says something like, um, peanut butter aficionado. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else does it say? I, oh, I need to, I think it says coriander reverse, because I am coriander reverse. Uh, Oh, God, I can't remember anything. These are important things. They are things that are important to me. Anyway, I feel like they're not all about food, but <laughs> potentially there is a lot of food references. in my. It's not that exciting, to be honest. I mean, no one's is, really. What's yours? I don't think my... I think... I think I didn't have one for a long time. Mm. I know. Um, Cardinal Sin. And then I... When, <laughs> when I started writing for a living, mm-hmm. I thought as a disclosure i'll put be nice because i'll probably write about you which i probably will or talk about you as i have done on this very podcast (laughs) one of the funniest things i get a lot is when people find out they go like oh you're a journalist are you gonna write about me in a column and i always have to be like "Mm, no you're not interesting enough people love it everyone wants to be written about one of the funniest things i saw recently on a bumble bio um which i sort of just want to read out to you as something that an example of what i thought was really good This guy goes, this is an investment banker, would you believe? He goes, despite Brexit, still in the single market. Hopefully it won't take two years to find a good deal. But agreed, no deal is better than a bad deal. (laughs) I love that one of the reasons why you love this so much is because this guy is an investment banker. So clearly he's he's obviously like a fun investment banker rather than the boring one. And he showed it. I thought that was really clever. It was the best Brexit related Bumble bio I'd ever seen. Yeah, no, that is good. I also, in um, anticipation of this podcast, thought it would be wise to ask one of my single male friends what he thought um, that were, you know, the dating app bio no-nos. So we're not too, too biased as to single ladies. That is very, here's one I made earlier of you. (laughs) Well, you know, I always prepared. And he said, things that he doesn't like are references to loving gin. And I feel like this is a bit like how we've discussed before about guys, when people just say like really obvious things like, I love traveling. Yeah. That was Richard again. <laughs> I love nights out as well as nights in. <laughs> Looking for a partner in crime. Like they're cliches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize gin was such a commonly referred to thing. Gin, though. I'd say, probably falls under the category of basic. Mm, that would be why I love mm. gin. <laughs> Up there with Prosecco and pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> You haven't got anything about pumpkin spice lattes in your bio, do you? Well, no, but maybe I should. It was like when I'm... Um, see how it works. I'll test the water. Yeah. I'll let you know next week. Maybe just put PSL so you have to understand it. Right, good idea. See, oh, I actually saw a guy on the train at the weekend and he had a PSL and I was like, mate, you're the first man I've ever seen drinking a pumpkin How did you know he had a PSL? It said PSL on his cup. It also <laughs> said Matt. He was wearing a pink jumper. He was my kind of guy. <laughs> nice. Anyway, so um, so my male friend also said things he don't like are swipe left if you're a cat person. Is that what people say? Swipe left if you're a cat I person. I mean, I hate cats, but I would never say swipe left if you're something. That is annoying. No, I get neither. it. I get it. I hate cats as well. Another one, looking for a real man. Ooh. It's again, that sounds really like when a girl would be like, Looking for a, I mean, a guy would be like looking for a petite yeah. girl or a blonde girl, or like, also looking for a real man. That brings up like a whole load of 
masculinity Ooh, complexes. Right. <laughs> I feel like you're going to get all those toxic yeah. masculine guys. No, no. And then another one apparently which women do is say, make me laugh. And my male friend goes, no, you make me laugh. <laughs> and I'm like, fair enough. Yeah. I think laughter should go both ways. But also I think that's expected. Everyone wants someone that makes them laugh. I just think never put anything that is expected that is so obvious that you need to say it. Mm. Like you have what made me three seconds to capture someone's attention on a dating app before they decide which way they're going to swipe. And they might not even read your bio. Personally, I rarely read the bios. Depends how good my internet connection is at the time. Yeah. If I can be bothered, if it will load. It's just purely out of laziness because I can't bother to do that extra movement with my finger. <laughs> I know. We're very. It's very hard work, isn't it? It's really tough. The whole dating <laughs> apps. Okay, so what do you think would be is like a good thing to put in a bio? Or what have any good ones you've seen? Um, I think good ones I've seen have been short and sweet. And mm. they're like sort of one line and it's sort of witty. Yeah. And it doesn't really give too much away. But something that kind of piques your interest. Yeah, something that makes you think this person is interesting and is maybe a bit clever because they said something a bit clever in their mm. funny line. I don't know. It's very difficult. Oh, yeah. What is that thing that a lot of guys put? Oh, if they put sapiosexual, A plus if you know what that means. And I'm like, God. can you not like be so arrogant? Yeah, that's horrible. Or like, you know, it's just like, oh, I'm better than you. Or yeah. maybe you're on my level if you get this. Ugh. I also hate it when people, I'm so much better at saying what I don't like rather than what I do like. <laughs> um, but I hate it when people sort of list the things they're interested in accompanied by corresponding emojis. So like, I love traveling. <laughs> Looking at me like, I definitely do that. No. Look, like, I love peanut traveling. <laughs> but there's no peanut butter emoji. I know, it's really sad. The closest thing is honey. It's very mm, sad. It's not really the same. There is an avocado emoji. Yeah, of course. If you got avocado toast on there. No, but I've got. I've probably got an avocado emoji. <laughs> I really want to see your profile okay. now. I have to. I have to share it to you after. We'll yeah. discuss. Um, but yeah, you know, the guys need to know what they're getting themselves in for, and avocado mm. is a big part of my life. So yeah, totally. And so is peanut butter. They need to know this. Say it in emoji. Right. Mm. Exactly. Got to be clear from the start. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, I think now we've decided what we both need to do or not do <laughs> with our Bumble bios. <laughs> we also, if anyone's listening and that we've mentioned you, apologies and uh, enjoy your five minutes of fame. <laughs> <laughs> they always do. <laughs> mm, that's when we'll start getting angry messages. I can't believe you talked about me on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, that is everything all. is content. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Bye-bye. <laughs> but thank you for listening. This has been a lot of fun. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have any feedback, please do email us at millennial.love at independent.co.uk. We would love to hear your thoughts. And please also rate us very highly, subscribe, tell your friends, leave nice comments. We're available on iTunes and Acast. And the more people rate and subscribe, the more likely it is that other people will find us. So that means a lot. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope you'll tune in again next week. Bye. 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 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.